Hi, everyone, and welcome to our April Exchange Essay Chat. I'm here discussing financial letters, literacy with Stephanie Bird and Jenny Large. Before we get started, if you've never been a part of an exchange essay before, we're having a conversation here on Facebook. So you can talk in the comments, introduce yourself, where you're from, what school you go to, what year you are. And there's also a conversation going on on Twitter. So please join in and use the hashtag exchange essay, and we'll just keep that going. Before we begin, I do want to read a disclaimer statement. Um, I just want to let you know that the financial education information from Enrich and the student loan refinancing information from Laurel Road are not intended and should not be understood as professional financial advice. The material provided is offered for informational purposes only. Now, with all of that, I'm going to let Stephanie and Jenny introduce themselves. So, Stephanie, why don't you start? Uh, sure. Uh, I am Stephanie with the Enrich team. And we, of course, are partners with the APTA um, in relationship with, of course, the financial wellness and just trying to um, help move you all forward as we progress. Um, as far as my background, um, I have worked for her in Rich for a couple of years now, and uh, I have my graduate degree in adult education and training. And um, I've spent a significant amount of years in academia in my own right in that space. And so um, I if you are, of course, students, I just want to encourage you as you're navigating through. Um, that's what we're here for to do is to help you um, move from step by step through your finances in the world of personal finance. Awesome. That's great. So, Jenny, let's uh, talk about you. Okay, sounds great. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Jenny Large. I am with Laurel Road. We are APTA's student loan refinancing partner. Uh, so I've been with Laurel Road for about three years now, uh, joined originally in a business development capacity and have since kind of transitioned into a student loan product marketing role. Uh, so at Laurel Road, we're a national online lending company and a community bank. Um, that's been around for about 12 years now. We were founded in 2006. Um, we specialize in student loan refinancing, personal loans, and digital mortgages. Uh, we began refinancing student loans in 2013. So uh, we've refinanced a little more than three, or more than $3 billion in student loans to date. And we've saved our customers about $590 million on average. So quite a bit of savings, um, which brought us to a partnership with the APTA last year. We partnered in April of 2017 um, and have, you know, uh, had a pretty strong you know, relationship since then. So, you know, our goal is certainly to help educate APTA members, you know, both students and, um, you know, graduated, graduated students about the student loan refinancing and repayment options available to you. And we appreciate you for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get all the way on the road, um, throughout the this whole chat, if you guys have any questions at all, post them in the comments and my board members will be behind the scenes getting those to me. And also, if you're asking them on Twitter, just use the hashtag exchange essay and we'll get them asked to Jenny and Stephanie. So here's the big question that all of us have. I'll start with asking Jenny, how much student debt does the average physical therapist have? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so unfortunately, the average physical therapist has about $100,000 in student loan debt. That's the number that we're seeing from our PT applicants and APTA members. Um, so to put that in perspective, the average student loan debt among just students um, upon graduation is $37,000. So, you know, that extra few years of schooling is really what's adding to the debt burden. Um, I think something that it was a bit surprising to us, and that's something that's actually pretty common among healthcare professionals in general, is we're always surprised that um, folks aren't really, you know, don't really know what rate they're paying on their student loan. So you have so much student debt, but you don't necessarily know the rate you're paying. And I think that's why a partnership with the APTA was so exciting to us because, you know, it's an opportunity to educate you guys about the kind of the best way to pay down that student debt, especially since it's such a high level. Yeah, I know for me, I'm terrified <laughs> to get my first little bill six months after I graduate next to June. But uh, hopefully through tonight, I will figure out how to navigate that whole process. <laughs> um, and since I'm graduating in December, how should I choose the right student loan repayment plan for me? Um, that's a good question. So uh, I always suggest, you know, ultimately start with what can you pay on a monthly basis. Uh, from there, you can kind of figure out your monthly loan type, your the term you should be paying and what type of loan you want. So, um, you know, if you, for Laurel Road, we offer five, seven, 10, 15, and 20 year loan terms. You know, you know, you might ask yourself, why would I pay off my loans over 20 years as opposed to five years? Kind of the value there is that you're paying a lower amount 
amount per month if you're paying a 20 year loan, whereas if you have a five year loan, you're repaying it quite more quickly. So, you know, your monthly payment amount will be much higher. So that's, you know, the term is really important there. And then you can choose between a fixed and variable rate. If, you know, you want a fixed amount, your student loan monthly payment won't change, then you want to go with the fixed rate. Uh, variable rate uh, is a rate that kind of resets um, to an index. And so that rate might change. Um, so it's a consideration you should have when you're thinking about the type of loan you should go for. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just add yeah go ahead. Stephanie. I mean, in relationship overall with just in evaluating your, your repayment options, you enrich overall is there for you for educating you through that. Um, you want to you want to go look at it as a road and of course, just making sure that you're not stepping into um, the wrong avenue. So um, just evaluating all of your different options. You have some federal consolidation options um, that, that might be a possibility and that might be a, a best route for you. Um, and then and then move forward from there. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree with that one. Uh, Stephanie, what are some strategies that every DPT and PTA student can begin doing while they're still students to create those good financial habits? Ah. I love this question. I really do. Um, so I need this advice personally. <laughs> um, I would say from from every student that I've ever met, whether it's a physical therapy student or any other, it's it's about in some capacity living in a minimal kind of way. Um, when you are going through and you're really hitting the books and um, making that commitment to your education and educating yourself, it's. Um, the, the space in which you operate on a daily basis, the, the questions you ask yourself, like, um, should I have a Starbucks in the morning? And what does my grocery bill look like on a daily basis? And am I budgeting wisely with my time and my resources? That's what I would recommend in relationship with your overall financial picture is really sitting down and looking at a daily basis kind of way. And then looking, of course, on a monthly basis. and and planning ahead, um, looking at your month from, from a budgetary overview and um, knowing where your expenses lie, where your, um, you know, if you have any kind of debt already, um, where that is and where you're, when you know what the road is, it's really um, a much clearer space to be in. So that's what I would highly recommend if you are currently in school is to sit down every single month, at least once a month, um, and, and budget wisely with your, not only your time, but your resources and, um, and then commit to that on a daily basis with, with how much you're going. And with that being said, I um, have gone through some of the enriched modules before. Um, I was on a financial literacy task force when we were trying to figure out um, yeah. this whole partnership. And why don't you tell us about some of the benefits from enrich that us as APTA members can use? Oh, absolutely. So thank you. Um, in relationship with the platform itself, that is what we are here to do. So sitting down and figuring out your budget, we have a budget analyzer tool where you can go in and we call it an education centric budget tool because um, it's really about leading you throughout the platform while you're doing your budget. Because there are so many line items to the budget that Enrich really touches on. And we, we created this education centric budget so that um, as you're navigating through, you can click on these little sort of right next to the budget line item and it will give you our educational content in relationship with that specific line item. And that's just a really cool way to navigate through the budget and have almost somebody sitting right there with you. Um, so that's a great one as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different budgeting options on our platform. Um, the, the wealth of information that you can find within our content from calculators um, of just evaluating your, your budget from a calculation perspective or even um, the question of auto loans comes to mind right now is uh, you can navigate in there and really figure out where your auto loans are at and, um, and do some calculation and really figure out where your, where your resources are at and, and plan accordingly. So. Um, the budget analyzer tool would be one of the great ones that I would navigate to um, quickly if you, if you can. And the other one is if you are currently going to school is our student loan snapshot is super popular. Um, mm -hmm. And 
and when you can go in and really see a picture of where you're at on a yearly basis and what we recommend is doing um, an upload about every three months so you can really keep track of where your student loans are at and um, and then again too uh, really hitting with the scholarships if you are currently in school um, doing some research about your scholarships and grants options um, really trying to find where all of the resources are, even external to your own home, of course, um, by way of those grants and scholarships. Those are really great places for, for Enrich to help you out in the, in the world of finance. Yeah, absolutely. When I did it, um, it has like a personalized thing you kind of go through at the beginning, which is nice. And then it like tailors the content to you. So people who are financially not smart um, can kind of start somewhere very basic and kind of build up, which was really nice for me because I just don't know anything about finance. I was a biology major in undergrad and now I'm in grad school, so I'm all about science. Um, so it really dumbs it down to my level, which is really, really nice. Uh, Jenny, what are some benefits that you, uh, the APTA and Laurel Road kind of have together? Um, yeah, so I mean, for one, at the most basic level for our partner through our partnership, APTA members receive an additional 0.25% um, off of their interest rate when they refinance their student loans with us. So, you know, when Stephanie's talking about, you know, how important it is to look at ways, to, you know, to save and uh, to kind of add more funds to your budget, one of the ways to do that is by refinancing your student loans because it frees up money that you would otherwise be putting towards interest payments. Um, so just to kind of uh, get at a baseline level, what is student loan refinancing? Um, it's very familiar, similar to mortgage refinancing, if that's something you're familiar with. Uh, so what we ultimately do is when we refinance your student loans, we pay off your current student loans to your existing lender, and then we issue you a new student loan at a lower interest rate. So you end up saving money over the life of the loan because you're not paying as much interest. So um, our customers save about $20,000 over the life of their loans on average. It's actually more than that. Um, and then on top of that, the APTA rate discount that um, APTA members are receiving is kicking in another about $2,500 in savings. Um, so it's pretty significant and, you know, it's uh, you know, money that you can be putting towards you know, other aspects of your life that you should be budgeting for with Enrich's tools. <laughs> yeah, I know I could use an extra 2,500 bucks over the course of my life or 20,000 or whatever you said. That just Put it all away. <laughs> I just need more money than I have at this very moment since I'm so in debt, but that's okay. <laughs> we do have a, quest a question from Bryn and she asks, what's the best way for people with a sub substantial amount of student loan debt, all of us, to handle loan repayments along with other loans such as cars and houses and also how does our student debt likely impact our potential loan rates with other loans if that makes sense well by uh, way, yeah by way of the enrich platform and if i'm understanding the question right so you'll have to help me in this it's okay uh, Jenna, jennifer it's um as you're as you're navigating through like the, the student loan world, you really want to sit down and figure out um, where your estimated payments are going to lie. Um, and that really is where the student loan snapshot on the Enrich platform will really like touch base with you is that you're really seeing like your estimated um, loan payment and then you can sort of navigate through that. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Jenna. No, it's okay. Um, I know, so I would encourage, you know, for, Folks who are kind of trying to prioritize how they should be paying down their, um, you know, any loans they might have, whether they're student loans or otherwise, I think it's always best to really target the highest interest rates first. So, you know, for those loans with the lower interest rates, you know, it's you, you want to target the higher interest rates because you'll end up paying more in interest if you kind of leave those out there. So um, there is you know, real value. And if you have you know, a significant amount of credit card debt, chances are the interest rate on that credit card debt is much higher than, you know, your student loans. And so you should really be targeting those first. Um, same goes with just if you have multiple student loans with different interest rates. Uh, some people like to pay off the loan, the, the loan with the smallest amount because it kind of creates a snowball effect. They're, they feel like they're paying their loans down faster because they're kind of knocking down these loans one by one. But there's actually real value in targeting those student loans with the higher interest rates first because it will ultimately end up saving you more money over the life of the loan. Oh, that's exciting. Um, so <laughs> I think the second part of her question was like, because we have so much student debt, does that impact our rates of other loans that we might take out like to get a car or a house? Um, 
later in life. That oftentimes depends uh, on your credit um, in relationship with um, where your where your credit score is at and and what your dental income ratio is at. So um, that's that's where I would go with that. Okay. Does do student like our amount of student loan debt? Does that affect our credit? I don't know that. Uh, well, it it's definitely listed on your credit. Um, the when any time that you take out a loan, um, it's associated, of course, with ultimately your, your social security number and your identity as a whole. So yeah, um, in relationship with, you definitely want to keep track of where your, where your loans are at um, throughout the course of your life. And that's really where your credit score and, and um, really keeping track of um, your loan servicers, you know, which in this case, of course, um, you're, you have the options of navigating through with Laurel Road. And then in that case, they would be the loan servicer. So you, you definitely want to be um be in touch with your your loan servicer in relationship. Okay. That was yeah, where you wanted to go. Yeah. Well, that helps. Thank you. We have another uh, another student question from James Dugas. It says, if we were to refinance our loans, would we still qualify for a government loan forgiveness? Um, so that's a really great question. And um, the answer to that is actually no. So when you refinance a student loan with Laurel Road, um, you are when we pay off your current loan and issue you a new loan, we're issuing you a private loan. So that would mean you would no longer be eligible for loan forgiveness. Um, so take a, to take a step back, you know, there's kind of two ways you can really be saving on your student loans. Um, one is by refinancing them. So you, you know, reduce your interest rate. And so you're saving by paying less in interest or you can pursue the path of student loan forgiveness. Um, and there are some kind of pros and cons to that. So with income, you know, with a federal program where you're pursuing forgiveness, if you work for a private company, then you won't really be able to see forgiveness until about 20 to 25 years of consistent repayment. Um, it depends on what type of uh, program you enroll in. So you will be paying kind of the same amount until if you have any balance left over after 20 to 25 years, and that's the point at which those loans are forgiven. And that forgiveness is actually a taxable event. So any balance you have forgiven is seen as taxable income. So uh, depending, you know, if it's a pretty sizable amount, you could be end up paying a pretty high tax bill on that. So um, while, you know, for some people, if you have a really large loan balance, um, you know, forgiveness might be the way to go. Um, for us, we're seeing with a lot of our customers, they're choosing student loan refinancing because they are, you know, they don't have to wait 20 to 25 years to see that forgiveness and they're saving over the life of the loan. And ultimately what they're saving, you know, $20,000 that they're saving, um, it's, it's a pretty significant number and they don't want to really wait for that, you know, balance several years from now. Absolutely. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Uh, I will. Uh, I feel like I have will more than likely be refinancing. I guess once I get out, because that sounds like a good deal to me. Um, let's see. We have so many questions to choose from. Let's go with Alex has a question. What do you think students need to know about the different student loan repayment options, and why would a student pick one over another? Um, that's a good question. Uh, so, I mean. First, in order to understand your repayment options, you need to know what types of loans you have. So chances are you probably have federal student loans. The vast majority of student loans outstanding are federal student loans, it's about 92% of all student loans outstanding. So um, if that's the case, then you have government programs available to you. They're income-driven repayment programs. And by income-driven, I mean the monthly amount that you pay on your student loans is based on a percentage of your income. Depending on the program, you could be paying anywhere from about 10 to 15% um, of your monthly paycheck towards your student loans. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one option for you. Um, that's a great option for people who are looking to, you know, kind of index the amount of money they're paying on their student loans to their income. It, if your income fluctuates, then your monthly student loan payment will change with that. Um, with you know something like private student loans, you don't, there aren't income-driven repayment programs available to private student loans. That's something specific to the federal program. So um, you know, I think it's important to know either way with either type of loan that you have is that um, you have options available to you to save, um, whether you're pursuing that forgiveness route where you are looking to have your, you know, a balance forgiven after 20 to 25 years, that's one route, or, you know, refinancing is another option available to you. 
And the reason why it's available to you is because you know, you're a much better risk upon graduation than you are when you entered your degree program, right? So you know, at this point, you've successfully completed your degree program, you've gotten a job, you know, you're earning a salary. And so um, you know, the rate that you've at this point earned the opportunity for lower rates. Uh, so ultimately know that there are savings options available to you. And, you know, whether it's federal or private, you should really look into those uh, to kind of pay down your student debt quicker. Yay. <laughs> good, good. Now I have, I have so many tools in my toolbox now that I didn't have before 20 minutes ago. Um, and keep, keep these questions coming, guys. We're loving them. Um, yeah. Okay. Nick O'Hanlon wants to know what kind of effect does refinancing your student loan have on your credit score? Um, that's a good question. So it's it depends, I guess, uh, if you look. Well, ultimately, when you refinance your student loans, um, for us, for example, if you want to find out what rate you could receive from Laurel Road, we're going to perform a soft credit poll. Um, a soft credit poll has no impact on your FICO score. So you can actually see what rates you would receive from Laurel Road um, without having any impact on your credit score. Ultimately, however, in order for us to kind of have a full picture of your credit profile, we need to perform a hard credit poll, which has does have an impact on your credit score. But, you know, ultimately, if it means saving, you know, saving money on your student loans um, and paying that debt down faster, um, that, then it's kind of, kind of worth that. Uh, also, if you are looking into, you know, multiple student lenders, um, you only have that hard credit pull hit one time within, I believe it's 90 days. So um, it's not like it's, you know, it, you're hit with it every single time. Okay. I kind of sort of understand credit enough to get me by, but that sort of makes sense. <laughs> Um, and Megan Lanfear wants to know, why did APCA choose you over other companies? And how can you ensure that Laurel Road will be the best company over the 10 to 25 years that will potentially be using you? That's wow, so wow. Throwing, yeah, throwing the softball <laughs> questions at me, huh? Um, so I, I mean, Laurel Road, I, I would say for, I mean, the, what sets us apart are a few things. One, we have always been laser focused on the customer experience. You know, we're constantly iterating on our application to ensure that customers just have a seamless experience. We want to make the student loan refinancing uh, process as simple um, and quick as possible for you. Second, we have always been very focused on the health care health care space. Um, so not just. <laughs> So um, not just physical therapists, but, you know, doctors, dentists, pharmacists, nurses. Um, the reason being because, you know, this cohort of people, you guys included, have kind of the largest amount of student debt. And so you can really benefit from refinancing more than you know any other borrower out there. Uh, but I think ultimately the main thing that really sets us apart is we're a very values driven company. Um, you know, I think um, we the people who work at our company very much reflect our customer base and that you know, they're very ambitious, determined individuals. We're dedicated to delivering the best possible customer experience. And, um, you know, that really makes for kind of a stellar, uh, you know, user experience and kind of relationship with the customer, um, you know, for those 10 to 15 years and hopefully longer. Yeah. And I'm going to pose the same question to you, Stephanie, about Enrich. Oh, if you don't mind, can you can you repeat the question? Yeah. So why do you think the APTA chose to partner with you for this? Like what kind of tools do you think you offer better than maybe other companies with the same kind of thing? Ah, gotcha. Um, well, one of the things that we've talked about, of course, is just the personalized approach to Enrich is that when you navigate through, we do ask you some key sort of questions about your, your finances and that builds an entire platform around you as an individual. And so um, as far as the recommendations and, and where you're at in your current financial picture overall, that we do that analysis at the very beginning of, of your introduction to the Enrich platform. And then from there, um, we offer, of course, just the personalized recommendations of um, whether it's from courses that we have available. Um, presently, there's nine individual and separate courses that are available, and they're all just sort of um, quick 30-minute courses that you can navigate through. And, if you're thinking about your your world of personal finance and um, and all of the different elements that go into your personal finance, Enrich has those covered through our courses, and you can sit down and you can walk away and come back to them at any point. And that's the joy, of course, of that online format, and that's what we offer um, through our courses. But there's just 
in addition to the courses, we have tools that are available like calculators. Um, there's the student loan snapshot where you can upload your NSLBS file and really see your um, student loan information in real time. You can see, of course, your servicer, contact that person. Um, you've got all of those uh, pieces of information right there at your fingertips. And then um, as you're navigating through, one of the cool things for, um, I think, any generation really is the games that we have available. We've gamified the, um, the process of learning about your personal finance into a gamification approach. And some people really prefer that learning method of navigating through a financial football game in order to really learn um, the concepts of personal finance. And when I say learn, it's not even learning. It's sometimes just challenging yourself to really see how much you really know, because I don't know about you, but when I go through any kind of game, I, I find that there's questions within the capacity of the game that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> one of the things that you said sort of at the beginning is that precursor of, um, you know, we don't want to be a, a place where you get um, individual financial advice. Specifically, we want to be a place where you can find all the information and really know um, the answer for yourself. And, and when you can find that answer for yourself, you can help others find that answer too, and by way of the image platform that the APTA offers. So in the sense that we partner with the APTA, that's truly what we're passionate about, is really getting the word out about financial wellness. Yeah, that's awesome. I know as uh, PTs, a lot of us are kinesthetic learners, so I feel like playing games is probably the best kinesthetic way that you know we can actually learn about finance, because you can't Really, I don't know. I don't know how else you would do that, I guess. But yeah. I'm, now I'm excited to play some finance games later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a question from Dominic. He says, I've heard to start investing in and saving for retirement as early as possible. How can I start saving for retirement so early when I have so much debt to pay off? Oh. Um, so you really, I'll take that one, and you really <laughs> have to, um, it's always an individual analysis whenever you're sitting down to figure out where your budget is at because to some degree it will always come down to your budget when you're talking about finances and you really have to analyze where um, what we call your emergency fund is at where you call your savings is at um, if you're if you if, as far as your expenses are concerned if you have mandatory expenses that need to be taken care of then really you have to evaluate where where you want your savings to be applied. It's always good to have an emergency fund and it's always good, I think, to put money into your 401k if you're able to do so. Um, but you really have to figure out where your, where your debt is at too and what your interest rates are on those um, individual debts and then, and then act accordingly. So it's, it's a really individual approach to every situation. Okay. Jenny, do you have anything to add to that one? Um, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, that that's all, you know, really great advice. Uh, I mean, this is certainly something that we're seeing from a lot of our customers. You know, they have a lot of student debt, obviously, and they are, you know, they're kind of making the decision as to whether, you know, they should be saving for retirement or paying down their student loans faster. Um, I think it varies by financial situation. Uh, a lot of people, you know, the money that they end up saving, uh, you know, by doing something like refinancing, they end up putting towards retirement. So instead of, you know, putting it towards that Starbucks coffee in the morning, you're actually putting it in your 401k. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, all good advice from Stephanie. I like it. I like it. We have a question from Allie, and she says, what are some potentially negative aspects of refinancing your loans? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so I would say student loan refinancing is really, it's not for someone who is, is looking to take advantage of, um, you know, student loan deferment or forgiveness programs. So um, by that, I mean, if you're not confident in your ability to repay your student loans on time, then you should go with the federal student loan program because, Student loan deferment, they have, I mean, the most generous deferment programs than any other lender out there. Um, I believe you can defer your loans for up to three years, um, which is, you know, quite a long time. So, you know, if you're still just, you know, getting your, your feet wet, um, maybe your credit isn't that great and, you know, you are not confident in your ability to repay your student loans on time, you should lean on the deferment provisions of those federal programs. It's a much better fit for you. 
So, um, so that's an instance in which restock financing would not be uh, the avenue to go down. That is good to know for sure, because <clears throat> it, it seems like it's all, all pro sometimes, and then there's always that one caveat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we try to make it as clear as possible. I do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Alex wants to know, what is loan consolidation and would it be beneficial for me to use it? Oh, that's a great question. So uh, loan, <laughs> I say that's a great question every time. You guys have great questions. So loan consolidation and loan refinancing are actually very similar concepts. So when you consolidate your student loans, you're taking multiple student loans and making one big loan, essentially. Um, the difference between consolidation and refinancing is with consolidation, you're taking a weighted average of the existing interest rates of those student loans, whereas with refinancing, you're actually lowering the rate. So consolidation is kind of like refinancing without the lowering the rate part. Okay. Okay, I like that. Looks like we got some more questions rolling in. I love it. Just keep them coming. Let's see. Jessica Vol. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm just going to say V. Jessica V, is it better to invest and pay the minimum on our loans or pay off loans as quickly as possible and be debt free? I'm not sure that is an invest, like invest in a like in stocks, like or I guess there are different investments you you can make. I, I think the question is about investment investments. I, think um, so. I, I I don't know a lot about investments, but I would I would guess that that is what we're heading for. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Stephanie, I might defer to you here. I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. really goes back to the answer that I gave previously, which is that anytime that you're evaluating an individual approach, like uh, you really have to figure out where, um, where percentages lie and that will always be based off of an individual. So, um, if it comes down to, is it better to pay off debt or is it better to invest? You really have to figure out what the percentages are of the interest rate that you're going to see for that money and how you're planning on doing it in a long-term and short-term approach. And so again, that will always come back to an individual um, finance. And if you want to get into like really um, deep analysis of that, um, a financial advisor would be a great place to go to. I know that the APTA also, um, by way of their um, their program, you, you do have options for a CPA. So you could even talk to a certified public accountant if you want to really figure out where those percentages are best for you. Well, that actually rolls really well into a question that I'm going to butcher this name to. Dat Mao uh, just asked, does your company offer accounting services to help with tax deductions, especially with traveling therapists that may work in different states throughout the year and have rental properties? It's a very specific question. Okay. Yeah, do you mind uh, repeating it one more time? Yeah. Um, does, does your company offer accounting services to help with tax deductions, especially with traveling therapists who might work in different states throughout the year and have like rental properties? Yeah. So. That really just does go back to um, the the resources that you do have available through the APTA. One of those is um, is a CPA. Um, the links are available, uh, I think, through the site. Um, again, through the APTA financial catch me here, Jillian. Um, the financial center there. Um, there's a specific area on their site that you can navigate directly to that CPA link, um, and it's an area that is also in some capacity on Laurel Road and in Rich and myself, um, there's also an additional one which is CPA and that would be a certified personal uh, or a certified what, public accountant. Um, so that's, that's really who you wanna talk to if you really wanna get an individual approach. So do we offer it through Enrich? No, we do not. Um, we, I am a certified personal financial counselor, but I am not a CPA by any means. Nice. I'm learning so much about a completely different world than my own tonight. <laughs> Let's keep these questions rolling. Um, for every $1,000 borrowed, how much would your standard monthly payment approximately be? All right. So um, when it comes to the question of how much you um, are going to pay over the life of your loan, um, there's a great place that you can go to, again, the student loan snapshot where you can upload your loans. But when it comes to the question of how much you're gonna pay for every $1,000, that will always be based off of the loan that you currently have and the interest rate that's applied. So 
um, it'll be, again, come down to an individual approach there. I can't tell you, it's not like buying a car where for every thousand dollars that you spend, you, you think on average it's, you know, 70 to, I, there's, there's like a, those calculations that are sort of out there. Um, student loans will vary based off of interest rate. Yeah. Uh, to go off of that, um, I would actually plug here, Laurel Road actually has a student loan assessment tool. So if you actually go to laurelroad.com slash loan tool, we ask about, I would say, 10 questions or very basic questions um, about kind of your existing student loans. Um, and we'll it will actually generate a PDF for you about how much you can expect to pay and save, not just with student loan refinancing, but with the various income-driven repayment plans available to you. And then it also factors in um, programs like public service loan forgiveness if you work for a nonprofit. Nice, okay. Um, can you explain a little bit about that forgiveness? Public service loan forgiveness? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so public service loan forgiveness or PSLF as it's commonly called is a federal program. So um, it's available specifically to working professionals who work for nonprofits or 501c3s. So um, the, the idea behind the program was that it was created to kind of encourage people to enter fields in which they might be earning less money because they're working in a nonprofit capacity. Uh, so the idea is you repay your student loans for 10 years. You make essentially 120 consistent monthly payments. And after 10 years, any student loan balance you have left over is completely forgiven tax free. Um, so there's real value in the program if you are you know, enrolled in. Uh, so if you are working for a nonprofit um, and it's definitely something that you should consider. That said, um, unfortunately, under the current administration, um, there is a proposal to eliminate PSLF starting uh, this year, actually. So um, any any person who takes out student loans starting in July of 2018 would not be eligible for the program. Um, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now. Who's to say whether that program will, you know, whether the it will actually be eliminated. And for people who currently have student loans, you might actually be grandfathered into the program. But um, you know, we're seeing a number of people choose the refinancing path because you know they're not comfortable with the uncertainty that's that is out there because of the uh, those changes. Yeah, that's it's a little bit of a scary one to not know if you're all that money is going to be forgiven or not. <laughs> um, Ali has a question: Can you refinance your loans at any time throughout the life of a loan, or just the beginning? Yeah, so you can refinance at any time. Um, that's something that we see, you know, some people, it just takes them some time to either kind of learn about what refinancing is. And one of our greatest challenges is really just, you know, uh, lack of education. People don't necessarily know that refinancing your student loans is an option. So um, you can do it at any time. We always encourage, you know, uh, for us, any you know graduating uh, fourth year students, we the sooner you refinance, you know the sooner you'll be paying a lower interest rate, and the sooner you'll be saving. So, um, you know, if you for whatever reason, um, you know maybe it takes a few months for you to get your finances in order, um, then certainly like take your time for your schedule, but know that you know the sooner you do it, the sooner you start saving. I like that. I like that idea. Um, I think we have some more questions rolling in. Let's see. Evan asks, "What are what is what's your take on the Indian Health Reserve Loan Repayment Program? Any experience with it?" Honestly, I, I can't. Um, I that's not a program that I'm familiar with. Um, I, <laughs> I I actually haven't heard of it before, so I, um, I I can't speak. I can't speak to it. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it either, but it was worth a shot. Um, and then Dat has another question. Does PSLF consider previous years worked before PT school? Um, and then specifically, does a 503B organization count? Um, so I know a 501c3, if it's, I, I'm not sure about 503B. Is that a nonprofit designation? Um, if it is a nonprofit designation, then that would count towards PSLF. Um, in terms of years worked before PT school. So uh, if you worked for a private, you know, if you worked for five years for a nonprofit and then you went into the public sector or private sector for two years and then went back to nonprofit work, then um, you could still qualify for PSLF. Um, so that's, you know, one way where you can kind of get that combination work in. 
Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be 10 years back to back. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, this one's for you, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Can you discuss making a budget and what you might include in your budget? Ah, yeah. So uh, budgets sort of boil down to two things, of course, is income and expenses. Um, and then from there, as far as like your expenses are concerned, then you, um, you have to sort of navigate through what are your mandatory expenses and then what are your discretionary expenses. Um, your mandatory, of course, are your, um, if you have rent or if you have mortgage payments or that type of thing. Um, there's, uh, sorry, <laughs> you, have okay. a, you know, when you have that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, there's a battery alert on my computer. I hope this doesn't turn off. Oh, no. You need to go <laughs> no, grab your charger. No, no, That's no, totally cool. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, so, in relationship, again, just going back to the budget, um, it's kind of like the battery life on your computer. You really have to figure <laughs> out where your battery life lies um, and definitely plug it in on a monthly basis. Um, but when, again, just sort of going back to your expenses overall, from there, um, you figure out, of course, what are your mandatory expenses, and then you've got your discretionary or excuse me, your discretionary expenses. And then your discretionary really is where you can um, evaluate your budget from a perspective of um, want and need, um, and then I go from there. So um, I would highly recommend, again, navigating through the um, Enrich Budget Analyzer tool um, that we have available because it really does step you through that budget analysis process. You'll enter your income um, and then from there, you'll just, we'll navigate you through. We have um, infographics that are available, calculators that are available. If you prefer an Excel spreadsheet as opposed to using the budget analyzer tool, we have those. Um, we have courses. There's a 30 minute course that's available just specifically on creating a budget. So it'll help you and sort of step you through that entire process. So um, there's just a wealth of information that's available on Enrich on budgeting, particularly because it really is the foundation of your personal finance. Well, yay. Looks like I have some homework after finals next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a question from Aaron Cantu. He says, um, can you differentiate, well, differentiate the difference between a CPA and a financial advisor? What credentials should we be looking for in a financial advisor? Hmm. Um, in, in that regard, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to give you the best advice here other than to say that um, a, a financial advisor, there's a lot of different certifications that are available. Um, I'm, a, I'm a financial counselor. Um, and so you'll want to do some research in relationship with um, when you are a CPA, which is a certified public accountant, that really is a certification that's somewhat across the board. Um, they all have to sort of take the same test in the capacity and probably very similar format of physical therapists and, and having to complete their testing. Um, when it comes to financial advisors, um, Again, I would highly recommend navigating to that APTA site and the financial area there um, and, and really exploring the, the CPA options. Um, there's financial advisors that um, are available through that. Yeah, the only thing I, I think that's great advice, Stephanie. Aaron, the one thing I would add to that is, you know, we, we work, you know, we've spoken to a number of financial advisors in our work. And I think it's also important to pick one who's really familiar with, you know, your profession. Um, we, you know, see a number of financial advisors who actually spe specialize in working with health healthcare professionals. And, you know, they can be really helpful just because they're so familiar with the different life events that you uniquely experience as a physical therapist. Um, so that extra customization is super helpful. Nice. We have another question from Jessica. I love it. With programs offered by the ABTA, is everything discussed online or via phone? Um, or is there a face-to-face -face option to meet? Uh, so if I can tackle that one, um, the it is called the Financial Solutions Center that's available on the APTA site. So um, you can navigate there. Um, to really explore both Laurel Road, you'll also have the link directly to Enrich, and then there will be available the link for the certified public accountants if you're at the place where you really want that individual approach. 
Um, by way of our site, whenever you do navigate to the Enrich platform, um, you can actually, um, in the lower right-hand corner, there's a chat icon that's available. Um, you can speak with one of our certified personal financial counselors that way. Um, just keeping in mind again, too, that we are not financial advisors and we typically, um, we can just give general information and sort of help you navigate to the right resources in relationship with um, the question that you have. So you could definitely reach out to us via that chat function. We are available um, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and that specific standard time. Um, so if you, again, want to, to navigate to the Enrich site and are looking for financial counseling, um, definitely let us know. Yeah, as for Laurel Road, uh, we have um, we make it very easy for you to talk to us. Um, you don't have to talk to us if you don't want to, uh, but <laughs> otherwise we, uh, we're available via um, online chat from our website, uh, email and phone. And then actually when you go and apply with Laurel Road, you have a personal dashboard where your application is housed and you can also message us via the dashboard. So we provide you with um, four ways uh, to contact us. And you know, I always cannot speak highly enough about our customer contact agents. They have, uh, I believe, 19 years of experience on average across the floor. So, you know, they they really know what they're talking about and are always a huge help um, for our customers who are thinking about refinancing. I love it. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ooh, Jenny, how does this refinancing process work? Uh, good question. So uh, it's actually we like I said, we look to make it as you know simple and seamless as possible. Uh, so if you go to the Laurel Road website, uh, we and click apply now, you answer about two minutes worth of very basic questions about you know yourself and your student loan. Um, like I said, it really takes two minutes. Um, from there, we perform a soft credit poll, which again, does not impact your credit score, but enables us to provide you with instant rates. So you can, within two minutes, see what rate offers um, we would give you if you were to apply, apply with Laurel Road. Um, from there, if you want to keep going, you, you know, absolutely go for it. If you're not, if you don't want to, you know, no, that's no problem. There's no fee involved, you know, there's no obligation to accept. So um, from, uh, from there, we ask you to upload supporting documents, uh, you know, just basic supporting documents, um, for your application. So things like current student loan payoff statements or, you know, uh, proof of income. Uh, after you've completed your application, it goes to underwriting. They take about one to two business days to complete it. And, uh, from there, you'll get your final rate offers, uh, which ultimately, you know, should be the same as your instant rates, assuming that the initial information you provided to us is essentially the same as uh, the information provided in your supporting documents. From there, you pick your loan type and term. So your fixed or variable rate or up that five, seven, 10, 15 or 20 year loan term. And you sign your um, final documents. That's entirely online. You can e-sign it. So there's no printing, um, there's no faxing. It's entirely online. Um, you know, from there, you get your scheduled funding date. We pay off your current student loans to your existing lender, and then we issue you a new loan at a lower rate. So um, it's pretty simple. Like I said, you know, we're always available uh, via, you know, many communication channels if you want to chat with us, if you have any questions, but it's very much a self-checkout process. So um, you can do it kind of in your pajamas at 4 a.m. if that's <laughs> what suits your schedule. Hey, that could be a fun, a fun little get together at 4 a.m. <laughs> Uh, Molly, <laughs> Molly wants to know, she's finishing her first year as a PTA student and she only has one year left. When is too soon to start con contacting both Enrich or and or Laurel Road to get an idea of financial options upon graduation? Ah, so if I may, um, it is never too soon to navigate to Enrich right now. Um, I would highly recommend going there today because um, that's really what we're here for is um, personal finance from wherever you're at. Whenever you do navigate to our platform, we do give you that personalized recommendation from the moment that you hit our platform. So um, we'll give you recommendations on next steps. Um, you'll, of course, build your personalized dashboard there um, and go from there. So it's never, never too soon. Yeah, as for Laurel Road, um, you can refinance your student loans as early as your final semester of your of PT school. So um, as soon as you have an offer, um, you know, you can in your final semester begin the application process. So um, you actually don't have to wait until graduation. Nice. OK, it looks like I have some homework 
more than I already did. Uh, Get through finals off. first, and then <laughs> maybe during my two weeks off, right? Let's see, um, ladies. We have about ten minutes left. Uh, just to let you know, and everybody also get your last minute questions in. We'll probably take like two or three more um, while these ladies are still giving up their time for us. Um, but let's see, let's pick one. Ooh, so if I was to go back to school again, which may or may not happen to get whatever degree, um, if you already have two degrees, how do you qualify for scholarships before school starts? And I think that's more towards Stephanie. How do you, so if you have two degrees, how do you qualify scholarships before they start mm -hmm. so like if you're able like, I have a bachelor's and I'll have my DBT and for some reason if I wanted to go get like my MPH or my PhD how would I go through that kind of process well uh, the first thing you want to do is of course like as they mentioned you want to navigate through the scholarship application process and every application will have its own requirements I mean there's probably across the board fairly standard requirements of essays and that type of thing but um, in terms of scholarships, you can navigate to the Enrich platform to um, locate the scholarship search engine and just sort of navigate through there. Um, there, uh, you know, that's really what I would recommend is really um, hitting the ground with your scholarship search, navigate to the APTA site. Um, there is a scholarship awards and grants area on the APTA site specifically. Um, where you can do some scholarship search there um, and really figure out what some options are. And then on the Enrich platform, um, we have some resources in relationship with writing scholarship essays. So um, that might be a great place for you to navigate to when you're actually, I, once you've identified the scholarship opportunities that you want to actually apply for, um, Enrich has some great resources on our platform that will help you um, navigate through the scholarship including awesome. yeah lots of different options oh, good just to plug our apta scholarships um we have outstanding pt and pta students as well as the mcmillan and minority scholarships all of those applications are usually due towards the beginning of december so be on the lookout for those because who doesn't love i think i think the outstanding pt student is a thousand dollars pta i think is 500 i might be wrong don't quote me on that uh, the McMillan scholarship is 5000 and I can't remember what the minority one is, but hey, free money. Everyone should apply. Please. All right, ladies, I'm going to let you turn the tables. Do you have any questions for me or the audience so far? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I have to, I have to, got to stop saying that's a good question. Um, I guess I'm always curious to learn about, um, and Jillian, not to, you know, make you the interviewee here, but okay. I'm always curious to learn about kind of what you guys are learning from your financial aid offices upon graduation. So, you know, in our experience, many financial aid offices will talk about the federal repayment options that are available to students when they graduate, but not about, you know, private options like student loan refinancing, or sometimes, you know, some students come out of school and they're not even familiar with the repayment options available to them, whether it's federal or otherwise. So I'm curious to hear kind of what resources you find that are available either at is whether it's at your school specifically or, you know, for students in general, um, you know, it just gives us a better sense of kind of what, where, where, where you are when you, you know, walk out of school. Um, I would say mostly like just federal options. I didn't really know anything about refinancing before today. <laughs> um, but I just do the general entrance and exit, like counseling things I have to do to get my loans because or otherwise I don't yeah. get them. <laughs> we learned that we that sounds that's a very common answer. Yep, I think that's about it's about it. I know that I borrow a lot of money and one day I have to pay back. <laughs> it's pretty much a nutshell all I know. <laughs> Got it. Do you have you ever have you ever uploaded your your loans to the student loan snapshot, Jillian? Out of curiosity, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's very painful. <laughs> That's I, okay. I, one day, I, I guess I would ask um, in relationship with like the pain of it. Um, how how do you think that it could be easier to see that? that? Uh, I think it's just the sheer amount of money that I have borrowed. I think it's the scary part and painful part that I know I have to pay all that back after I get out. Yeah. Um, but I know like I've, I've used Enrich to kind of see what the tools are and it is helpful to kind of digest how this is going to be feasible. 
And yeah. I know I'll live on a student plus budget for a few years after school. Yeah. Find a roommate, mm -hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Um, Jillian, also, I guess a question for that would kind of help both of us. Um, what ways would you recommend, you know, we as partners of the APTA, you know, we talk to the APTA all the time about the best ways we can, you know, be working with their membership. But, you know, as students, is there, you know, a unique way that we think that you think we could be, you know, working better with you guys? Well, this is a good start. I think I think a lot of people ask some good questions tonight. And then um, I know before this all started, we had mentioned that small possibility of you being a national student conclave. Yeah. Which would be, I think, excellent uh, way to get to students. I think there's usually around a thousand students at National Student Conclave. Um, when I was in Miami back in 2016, there was a financial literacy session and it was pretty beneficial because, um, like I said before, we don't really get any education on this part in school. So I think a lot of people are curious how the heck we're going to afford this. So, um, yeah, for now, that's all the advice I got on the spot. <laughs> um, I think it's oh, sorry, interesting that no, I just think it's interesting that you say that because it's um it's a very true statement that it seems like when you do go through college, I don't I don't know about you, but when I went through my college experience, I don't know that I thought so much about um, my finances and, and all of the loans that I was taking on when I was going to school. So um, kudos to you, Jillian. I know that you're like navigating through and it's um it's a lot to look at and it's a lot to like you you mentioned as you were sort of um, logging on here about how much homework you're doing and um, how much like your weekends are sort of filled with um, this incredible passion you have for healing people. And so I just want to say, very cool. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm going to wrap up to our viewers. I'm going to pose a question to you to kind of respond to either here on Facebook or on Twitter using hashtag exchange essay. After this exchange chat on financial literacy, I'm going to blank just to see what you guys got out of today. And then I have a few announcements. The next exchange chat is tentatively on the 27th of May. I will be talking to Lynn Snagger-Mackler, who is a fellow of the APTA, and it's going to be awesome. Um, also, national advocacy dinners are still happening all around the country this week. We have 35 scheduled total for that have already happened and are happening, so that's awesome. I'm so excited. We grew the number again from last year. And those are all leading up to Federal Advocacy Forum, which is in Washington, D.C., April 30th to May 2nd. I think we have somewhere between 75 to 80 students going, which is going to be really cool. People are going to be advocating on the national level on Capitol Hill, talking to their senators mm -hmm. and hopefully making a really big impact on our for our profession. Um, next and House delegates are going to be in Orlando, Florida. Uh, House delegates is going to be from June 24th to 27th. And then next starts right after that, 27th to the 30th. Um, next is an awesome conference. I highly recommend anybody go. That was my very first national conference, and that's where I got hooked and started drinking the Kool-Aid. Been to every conference since then, so I think that says something. <laughs> and then lastly, I'm always looking for Pulse contributions. If you have something that you love to write about, an experience you had, or just something in PT that gets you all fired up, please email pulse at apta.org. We'd love to see your submissions or any questions that you might have. Uh, Jenny or Stephanie, do you have any closing statements you want to share? Stephanie, you can go first. <laughs> uh, uh, I just wanted to, you know, thank the APTA for being a part of this experience and truly um, just thank them for being a partner with, with Enriching the Capacity, that they truly are here for you as an individual. And it's been my experience with the APTA overall that um, they're truly passionate about reaching you in terms of your your wellness overall and finances of course is just one of those things so um when it comes to enrich that's what we're here for is about your personal finance and really getting into the nitty-gritty of your budget and and your long-term approach of how you want to see your financial picture so i just wanted to encourage you to take the time now to think about your personal finance. Um, that's, that's a great note to end on. Um, I think uh, for us at Laurel Road, um, I can just echo, you know, how important of a partnership APTA is to us. You know, um, especially for, you know, students like you, we're always, you know, are looking to be a resource. Um, you know, we, we've talked about how students aren't necessarily familiar with their repayment options available to them. And so we're not just, you know, a partner. Um, you know, from the, the offering a rate discount, but, you know, we want to be that 
educational partner as well. Um, you know, just making you guys aware of, of what's available to you. So, um, you know, we really value your guys' feedback and, um, you know, our love to participate in things like this because we can, you know, get face to face with the customer and get a better sense of kind of what you guys are looking for and just deepen that customer relationship that's so important to us. So, um, Jillian, thanks again for inviting us. This was a great chat. Of course, this is a great way to celebrate our year together, partnered with the APTA and you guys. Uh, thank Happy you so much. <laughs> Happy Earth Day. <laughs> Yay, planet Earth. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for giving me an hour of your Sunday. And thank you guys for joining me. And we will see you guys in May. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you.